the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowers. Second in the house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowers. Are you still over there, Kevin? Good morning, good morning, good morning. We welcome you all to Auto Talk Radio this morning on The Answer 1170 and 96.1 FM up in North County, San Diego. Very important, right, Brendan? Correct mundo. Yeah, correct mundo. <laughs> I'm starting a catchphrase now. Brendan is our amazing, is our amazing Auto Talk Radio producer. Always here to make sure that we get out over the airwaves and everybody's able to hear us. We thank you for that, Brendan. We thank you for getting up early every Saturday morning to come in here and make sure that Garden Talk and Auto Talk make it on the radio. Well, I thank both of you guys because I learn something new every single week. So, you know, it I pre- appreciate the information you, you pr- guys give out. Pretty soon you'll be working for the West Automotive Group fixing cars with everything you're learning. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> I was going to say he's got a garden and a nice car at home. <laughs> <laughs> well... He knows how to keep his plants alive because those garden guys, they know what they're doing. Trust me. They've helped me out. I have a Ming plant that is still alive. Guys, I forgot to tell you when you were leaving the studio today. But uh, if you're listening, uh, um, which I'm sure you are, yes, my Ming plant is doing amazing. So that's a good thing because I killed the first one. It didn't. Whoops. Do, it whoops. <laughs> well, I learned something new, actually, um, when I... I uh, replanted it, the Ming plant, and uh, then when I told them that I replanted the Ming plant, they said, what, you replanted a Ming plant? It's going to die. I was like, oh, snap, just like Brandon. Oh, snap. And it did. I tried everything to keep it alive. I tried really hard. It didn't work. So the new one that I got is flourishing because I didn't replant it. I just left it in its little bucket, set it in the big planter, and just put dirt around it to make it look nice, and it's happy so far. I just water it once a week, and it's smiling. Throw a splash of water on it, good to go. Good to go. It's happy. It's happy, happy. So, all good stuff. All right, folks, uh, join us here this morning. If you'd like to uh, talk about anything automotive-related, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, obviously, we're happy to talk to you about. Um, What are we talking about today? Oh, we're talking about timing belts. How important is it to have your timing? Well, if you don't have a timing belt on your vehicle, it's not that important to you. But if you do have a timing belt on your vehicle, the importance level goes up quickly when it gets comes to time and mileage, right? You're not going to reply to that. <laughs> you don't think it's important to replace your timing belt? Yes. Okay. I was just checking. I was just checking to see. So anything good in automotive news uh, this week that we need to touch base on? What about the transmission department? Anything good in in the transmission department? I've seen a lot of a lot of. We had, I saw an Infinity Trans back there that had uh, ethylene glycol damage, huh? Yes. Yeah. So those uh, they often get uh, Nissan products had an issue with that. The trans uh, cooler inside of the radiators would uh, seep coolant into the transmission fluid, carrying it back into the transmission system, which. Um, and Nissan trannies, several of them, including Infinity trannies, have the trans control module built into the valve body, right? Yes. It's on top of the inside. So when you get coolant inside there and it gets coolant does two things. It destroys electronics, right? Yes. In the trans. And then it also delaminates the clutches. 
Yes. So the whole well, thing falls apart. Because the water's not good for the glue. Exactly. Well, that's because clutch glue was not made for uh, um, water. Oil. It's, it's made for oil, yeah. Mm. So it's it's not happy when you, you do that to it. You're, you're right. So um, for sure. Speaking of Nissans, I just saw a bulletin that also came across uh, for uh, late model Nissan Pathfinder. Uh, a clicking noise coming from either left or right front CV-type axles during takeoff and acceleration. There's a grease applied to the hub-bearing surfaces. Don't remove the axles from the hub transmission for this bulletin. Yep. Simple. So somebody might try, you know, if they didn't weren't familiar with this. That's why we stay up on this stuff. Uh, there's also a bulletin for the 2013 Leaf vehicles and 7 to 19 Versa. Same kind of idea. Anyway, so make sure that you're following your technical service bulletins because we don't want to be replacing parts. F-150 has a catalyst sensor issue for the 5.0 liter engine. Uh, bank 1 and Bank 2. Ooh. This is, that right there is where a lot of people get in trouble. What's uh, that? Uh, uh, facilities that don't, or, or technicians that don't diagnose properly. So a uh, 2010 Ford F-150 vehicle is equipped to 4.6 or 5.4 liter and 11 to 12 F-150 vehicles equipped with a 5.0 liter engine may exhibit a diagnostic trouble code uh, for P2270, which is bank one catalyst, or P2272, which is bank two catalyst. Uh, and in doing so, uh, let's see here, it's not... Uh, and it's a catalyst monitor sensor problem that they're having with them, um, not a catalyst problem. How many times have we seen catalytic converters replaced when they didn't need to be? They came from another facility. I'm sure it happens a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, you work in the trans department, didn't see it a whole lot. But, <laughs> but well, I mean, half the time, that, you know, back in the day, half the time I'm thinking, I'm thinking when they used to replace a lot of cats, let's say like 80, 88, you know, them them kind of cars half the time nobody ever fixed the problem anyways they replaced the cat even so though it's still misfiring you, uh, you know well, what I'm yeah. a lot of smog facilities used to replace catalytic converters uh, uh uh just to get a vehicle to pass smog and not repair the problem that caused the catalyst to fail is what you're trying to say correct? yes yeah and it happened a lot back then so that's what it doesn't that's, happen as much now well I, I was thinking because the time i'm thinking back then the the cat the way the cats you could buy the cats were a lot different than the way you could buy them today, mm-hmm. which made it so you only had to pay a hundred bucks. Somebody would replace your cat for a hundred dollars. Well, fifteen years ago, I mean, compared to well, that was, what they cost now. You know what I'm saying? Well, that was before we had to have certified cats for everything. I mean, people were just slapping cats on things left and right. They weren't certified. Back then. Exactly. That's why I was. That's why my head kind of went back to that error more than we we don't do that anymore. And actually, even even aftermarket cats that are the right application engine family number are so expensive anyway. I mean, they're everything because they got to be certified, and so they got to be made properly. Those old cats that you're talking about in the in the smog business, we used to call them one pass cat. That means you slapped it on the vehicle, it passed, and then it it was bad by yeah. the next time it needed to be smog. So one and done, one and done. That was all they were. Not good quality at all. So one of those things for sure. Uh, but uh, no, the thing these days in catalyst, I mean, you, a catalyst can run anywhere from 800 to $5,000 for catalytic converters, depending on what vehicle, what needs to be replaced. So like this F-150, it's got a monitoring sensor. If you didn't know what you're doing and didn't test it properly, you told the customer it needed a cat, put a $5,000 cat on, still wouldn't fix the problem. And especially the F-150s because normally they have two cats. They do. But one I mean, for either side. Correct. And, and normally in the case like a car that's, the, you know, 100,000 miles, 125, if we do have a cat that fails, we only replace the one that's bad because the there's something weird that caused it. It may have had a misfire on bank two for a period of time, which damaged that cab. May have, who knows? But my point is, in this case, if you didn't test the sensors properly to figure out that it has a monitoring sensor problem and you replace the cat, you still have the problem. You spent a bunch of money. He actually wasted a bunch of money, which did. Yes. So, one of those things. All right. Let's take uh, Enrique real quick. Good morning, Enrique. Are you there, sir? Yes, I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great this morning. How about yourself? Doing fabulous. I see you got a, a question about some transmission fluid. 
Yeah, so we have a 2016 Nissan Maxima. Uh, we bought it used uh, with about 40,000 miles on it. It is just over 80,000 80, miles now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I keep up with the maintenance regularly. The only thing we're concerned about is we don't know if it's ever had a tranny fluid change. And I know that once it gets past a certain amount, it's recommended to not change the transmission fluid, but this is a CVT and I'm not sure what to do. Um, so the only time that we recommend not to change transmission fluid is if the transmission's already starting to fail as far as that goes, because usually then it just pushes it over the edge quickly. Um, but in this case, um, servicing the fluid on that CVT is a great idea and it's a good idea to get on a schedule about every 20,000 miles. So okay. in, in 80,000 miles, you're fine. Um, is, the trans is working fine, I'm sure, and all that. And this would be a great time to, to get started on on servicing it properly. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and, and that way you protect your investment with that. And and CVT trannies, just like any other uh, regular transmission, components wearing and stuff. So we want to remove the fluid because it suspends contaminants in it and, and keep it all clean. And, and that way, that's your best protection for the, for that transmission. Okay, fantastic. I'll get on it then. All right. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for the call. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. You too. Take care. Take care. Bye. So that was a great question about transmission fluid for sure. Yes. As, you know, we recommend, not the manufacturer, I want to tell everybody out there, not the manufacturer, uh, but we recommend every 20,000 miles, roughly, you service your transmission. If you do, that's the only protection you have for it. There's nothing else you can do for an automatic transmission except for change the fluid filter if it's applicable if you can change it some some transmissions the filter is actually inside and the only way to get to it is if you have to do a major repair to the transmission so we don't replace those filters during service but you do replace the fluid and in doing so every 20,000 miles you'll keep that thing clean and that's that's the goal we're looking for right keep it clean inside yes because if the fluid gets dirty mm-hmm. it's already it's already too late well if it gets too dirty you're right so what happens is it starts to wear things such as um, the valve bodies inside transmissions are soft metal and we have steel valves running in them. And, and if you get dirty fluid continuously running through, it's like sandpaper, right? Yes. It's just wearing the bore out of where the valve slides back and forth. So, and, the, and you got to understand those valves slide a lot, right? So, yes. Say oscillating. Yeah. Oscillating. <laughs> yes. Oscillating. <laughs> oscillating. Yes. Yes, they do. So anyway, um, let's keep it clean. That's what my recommendation is, and your investment will last a lot longer for sure. Um, I do know that a lot of manufacturers do not have in their service recommendations to replace transmission fluid. But then again, at 100,000 miles, they'd love to sell you a transmission. So that is the, that is their uh, thinking behind that. So um, lifetime fluid means that it just stays in the transmission until it fails, the lifetime of the transmission, which if you do not service is it typically is around a hundred to one hundred twenty thousand miles, so just just something to keep 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 uh, uh, in mind and uh, keep uh, your vehicle in good working order. All right, folks, give us a call here one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's the eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego eleven seventy and ninety six point one FM. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. As we're talking everything automotive today, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Auto and Transmission, 
up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified for smog. Been taking care of folks in North County up there. This August will be our 30-year mark. So, explains why Kevin's beard is gray. (laughs) (laughs) Along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified out there uh, in... uh, East County for coming up on nine years, or just turned nine, just turned nine years actually. So uh, in April, actually in April it turns nine years. So coming up in a in, in less than a month. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, eighty twenty seven Balboa Avenue, uh, right in Central San Diego over there, uh, taking care of folks. AAA approved and smog certified. Taking care of folks over there for coming up on uh, five years here. And West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. Uh, uh, Right in the Golden Triangle, 5726 Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall. AAA approved and star certified for smog. Also taking care of folks over there coming up on uh, three years or just had it. Three years will be in April. All of us at the West Automotive Group, me, myself, and my employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. That is, we truly believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Stop in to have your vehicle serviced or repair and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. Uh, the West Automotive Group is also proud to offer our credit card uh, six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs on approved uh, credit, and you can use it anytime over and over again. So ask one of my managers or service your service consultants uh, about that, and they get you all signed up. It's quick and easy. You can also take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis. You think you have a transmission problem? Make sure you get in and let our experts diagnose it. Um, we often see too many times that people... Uh, have been told they have a transmission concern and it's not what it is. So, um, yeah, get the vehicle in. Things can feel, you know, misfires, et cetera, especially today's cars. The way they react when they're having problems can create other issues that feel like a transmission problem. So whatever it is, let our master certified technicians diagnose it properly and get you taken care of. Most most repairs are one point and uh, when it comes to a drivability concern, et cetera. We also offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home and low-cost rental vehicles at all four locations. You can jump on West Automotive Group and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Once again, that's westautomotivegroup.com. We can also make appointments, see all about us, etc. Um, we're there to help you or just grab a phone number of a location if you want to. westautomotivegroup.com. You can also click on uh, Auto Man segments where I'm the Auto Man for the CW and uh, Fox 5. Check those out. It takes takes you right to our YouTube channel. Or Auto Talk Radio, where it takes you where we po- post all these podcasts after the fact. And you can get there from westautomotivegroup.com. You can also e- email us anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. So, and you can check out the podcast uh, if you want to take us with you anywhere. Oppo Podcast, Google Podcast, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com, and tune in. Um, all available. Just go to The Answer San Diego, 1170. Look up Auto Talk Radio, and you can download it from there. All good stuff. But this morning, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, we're here to talk to you about. Uh, let's grab Bruce real quick in uh, Carlsbad. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning. Uh, this uh, question is about TPMS, the um, tire pressure monitoring system. Yes, sir. On a 08 uh, Grand Cherokee. So I, I assume that's kind of the old style of uh, sending unit that's in each wheel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it can it, you uh, just uh, a cold vehicle go out to the garage with a cold vehicle sitting overnight mm-hmm. and with a man, uh, you know turn the key on not the, not start it but just the accessories. Uh, can you accurately check? The TPMS through the menu, which the, the menu's there and it comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, or does the car have to roll at once or uh, to give it to uh, activate the sending units? Do you know that? Um, no, you should be able to accurately check it at that point. Okay, from a cold car uh, yep. sitting overnight. And that's the best time to air the tires, too, to the proper pressure is when they're cold. Yeah, so oh. the sending units are working regardless of whether the car was, is, has been driven. As, as long as they're working properly, yes, sir. Okay, good. And uh, I just thought another little interesting tidbit, because uh, you remind us occasionally about uh, uh, motor versus 
<laughs> That's only because some guy schooled me one time. Well, he thought he was. He got very yeah. angry at me because I used the wrong terminology. Supposedly. Oh, good. He got angry with it. Well, tell him to take it up uh, with the Department of Defense. And you know what I'm talking about, being a veteran. Uh-huh. Uh, motor pool. Motor pool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I Well, and I, I actually, on the radio the next time, I was like, you know, I I ran this down like, well, also there's Motor Magazine, which has been around for forever, and it's an automotive motor, magazine motor for shop. Trend. Motor, motor Trend. Motor Trend, that's right. So they, you know, yeah. it's 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 It has a dual meaning. Let's call it that. So, sure. yeah, you know. Uh, so, anyway, I, I kind of squashed that, but I just thought it was kind of funny that, you know. And, and please, please, if, if you don't like the way a word's used, don't get, don't get angry about it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, a question about uh, NASCAR. I know you're a fan. And uh, being that today's uh, vehicle, NASCAR uh, race cars, have no real relationship other than the shape yeah. of the car, to the and, car that and you not, can purchase. Correct. Not even really the shape even. I mean, it's close, but. Yeah, how about decals for headlights? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and a body that uh, your 10-year-old uh, son could lift off. Correct. Uh, any rate, uh, I would have, and I'm sure you know, is – the, the fact that it's so popular now, it, uh, it, it's probably more popular than it's ever been. Is it is it based upon following the drivers and not the cars? Um. Well, yeah. I, I well, well, plain and simple. Those cars have to meet a weight. The engine can only produce so much horsepower. There's, I mean, they have to follow all these rules. And the idea against that is really that the cars are, are equally matched. So the person that makes the difference is the driver and is the quality of driving and his technique. And there's a little luck in there also. So, uh, yes, I would say that most people follow the drivers as far as or a team that they like, et cetera. Exactly. And so the fact that they do call it a Ford or a Dodge or something like that is not is sort of meaningless. So it's, it's I suspected just what you said. It's, they're following the drivers. Correct, yeah. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Although some people may follow a specific driver because he does drive for Ford and they're a Ford person, but it doesn't mean a whole lot. It, it, yeah, uh, very much unlike uh, NASCAR of the past. I, you know, like you were talking about Daytona and uh, – you watched it. You said you were going to watch it. And, you know, Daytona used to be raced on the beach in Daytona, Florida. Correct. Correct. Yeah. People used to sit on the sand on the cars <laughs> and stands yeah. and actually watch it going around the beach. And yep. They were historically very interesting. Yep, for but, sure. Uh, and uh, what was so important is those cars had to be sold to the public. They couldn't be altered in any way outside of taping the headlights and setting your tire pressure, whatever you want. But Correct. they could not be altered in any way, fully stock, and had to be available to the public. Correct. That's why they called yeah. it stock car racing. Yep. <laughs> name, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, Bruce, thanks for the questions, and uh, always a great talk, my friend. Well, thank you very much. Have yourself a wonderful, safe weekend. You too. Later, bye. bye. More good questions. I always like when you guys call in and uh, uh, um, throw some stuff in there. Kevin's over there just staring at me, so not doing much. What are you doing over there, Kevin? Just listening. I'm thinking I want a cup of coffee. Oh, no. Why didn't you get one on the way here? I was running late. <laughs> Brendan will not go make you a cup of coffee. I guarantee you. That's no, not what no, he does. I know, but he... <laughs> he does not do he's that. He's supposed to tell him we need a, co- or a coffee bar here, though. Hey, Brendan, can you request a barista for our for our hour show on... That J- could, just for that one hour. That can make us lattes and things while we're, while we're on the air. Would I'll, you mind? I'll see if I could just get that one hour barista going for That'd be good. Yeah. Well, I'm... You know what? Actually, if we gave a, a young person that works as a barista, like... 
twenty five bucks to come here and be a barista. That'd be a good hour pay for him. Yeah, it'd probably pay for their gas too to get here too, because you know that's how much gas is. So days. what I want you to do is when we're done here today, head on over to Starbucks. It's right across <laughs> the street, and see if you can borrow a barista every uh, Saturday morning. Okay. Tom, uh, we'll give him twenty five dollars cash, <laughs> and and we'll get a coffee machine. They can just come whip up coffee for us. Okay. Hey, Brendan, it'd be a great. It, it'd be Auto Talk um, Radio and Coffee with Brian, Brendan, and Kevin. That would be great. Wouldn't yeah, it? yeah, wouldn't it? I Coffee mean, people would turn tune in for miles to hear about this, for sure. All right, let's see what Bodie's got to say. What do you got to say, Bodie? Good morning, gentlemen. Would you like a Would you like a latte? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, latte is a Jewish pancake. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Here we go. <laughs> What's so, happening? You know, the old joke is, you know, how you make a bagel? Oh no! I'm scared to ask. No, it's a clean. Uh, you know me, guys. <laughs> so how, how you make a bagel, you use judo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's uh, clean. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. All right, let's move on. I see you got a transmission filter question. Yes. Uh, I was, someone was telling me that uh, there's an outfit called H&A, and they sell an external transmission filter that you can have added to the, to your, to your to your car are those worth it well those yeah so um the people you're talking about manufacture only honda and acura transmissions and the reason that they don't make that filter though it's that filter's made uh, uh by a transmission uh, a filter supply company so you you could put it on any car but uh, they tend to use them a lot because a honda filter cannot be replaced unless you disassemble the whole unit so right. as far as that goes, so, and what they like to do is when you install a reman unit, some of them put these filters in line that filters the fluid coming out of the cooler in case any stuff was stuck in the cooler, it will get stuck in uh-huh. this little filter versus going back into the transmission because Honda's filters are, are uh, pretty uh, small micronic. And so what happens is any clutch material gets in them and actually will starve the transmission for fluid. So that's why they like these little inline filters. So the answer is yes, they can be put on a lot of cars. You need to be careful, which Kevin will tell you, because some vehicles, it will restrict the transmission fluid flow, and you can cause more problems than not. So just something to keep in mind. And also, you if you put one of those on, it needs to be replaced on a regular interval like we recommend to service the trans because it will pick up contaminants and it will start to also reduce the flow once again. Uh, I've got a 1997 four-cylinder automatic 2.2 CL. Uh-huh. That be a, would, ask Kevin if that would work on there. What yes. Yeah, accurate CL, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you can put it on there. Yeah. Once again, a reminder is every 20,000 miles when you change the fluid out, you need to replace that uh, inline yeah. filter. What year is that thing again? 97. It's accurate. 97 okay. four-cylinder. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a Honda Trans. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, no, it is, but I was just trying to remember if that one had that external filter. Because some of the... Some come from Honda with an external filter on them. Two. Some Some vehicles do. Yeah, and if But it, I don't think that one that does. One the four-cylinder one doesn't. No, that one doesn't as far as I remember. But Honda did produce some with that type of filter on them also uh, from the factory. Mm-hmm. So, and those, right. once again, that filter needs to be replaced when the vehicle service the Trans. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Mr. Maintenance. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. I know you are. So, yes, you could add that to it for sure, um, that filter. But every 20,000 miles when you service the fluid out, change the filter also. Stay well, gentlemen. Thank you. You too. Always good to hear from you, Bodie. Thanks for the jokes this morning. Have a safe, wonderful weekend. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> good, clean jokes. <laughs> Good, clean jokes. All right, folks, 1-888-344-1170. It's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego 96.1 FM. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line.
line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. Give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. If you have any automotive-related questions, we're here to answer them for you. 1-888-344-1170. Anyway, want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell any other batteries at the West Automotive Group for one simple reason. They are the highest quality batteries. They are also the number one technician recommended battery worldwide. So if you need a battery for a vehicle, hop on westautomotivegroup.com, make yourself an appointment, get in, we'll get you an interstate battery installed. If you need a battery for any other reason, visit them at one of their storefronts at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or La Mesa at 70th or in La Mesa at 70th and University Avenue. Interstate batteries, a battery for every need. They are the highest quality batteries out there. So check them out for sure. All right. So we're talking about everything automotive and timing belts a little bit. We were talking about, right? So timing belts. Sometimes uh, people tend to put off a timing belt replacement because they can be expensive. There's quite a few other items that should be replaced at the time to do a quality timing belt job. Uh, Are the timing belts going away now? Depends. I think it's a fifty-fifty thing, right the, now. I, I, the, I don't see them because they went with the with the cam phasers and all that stuff. I, I assume they kind of, but I heard that they were doing some wet timing belts too. I've seen those two wet belts, yeah. But uh, um, you can still run a cam phaser though. That's controlled with a belt. Yeah, but so I, do I, them inside. In, 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 yeah, so they there are there are plenty of belt vehicles late models that have cam phasers on them for the valve timing i thought they just found it easier to run the chain when they did the oiling on the it might be just depends on how you design it i guess but there are still some vehicles with tie belts chain's got to be replaced too they stretch so <laughs> yeah we just but you don't replace chain on 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 a time and mileage interval you replace it when it wears and the other thing that happens with chains is like the fords five four four six liters the guides break on the chains and when the guides break the little plastic pieces wear out they come apart because that chain's been rubbing across that thing continuously is what it does chain rubs on the plastic right yes another good reason to change your oil regularly it helps extend the life on those components um but uh uh, when the guides do break down, then the chain has to be replaced and all that, correct? Yeah. So, one of those things. Um, but if you do have a timing belt, uh, the one thing about a chain is chains tend to not break. Like the guides wear out and, and the guide comes apart, they start slapping and making noise, but they don't break and bend valves typically. No. Whereas a timing belt, if it separates or pulls the teeth off of it, um, you can also, you can obviously end up with a vehicle that comes out of time and valves get bent, et cetera, which is, a, becomes a very expensive endeavor at that time. Right. Yeah. So we don't want that. So it just depends on, uh, uh, you know, if it's an interference engine or not, but it's good not to find out in, in the way of breaking a timing belt because even a non-interference engine at, at higher RPMs, uh, valves do stretch out, um, while running down the road like that and can, contact a uh, piston if they're in the full open position and stretched so you just don't don't want that to happen never never a good idea um to have a uh um a timing belt break on a vehicle so um, one of those things this is a throw in uh so when replacing a timing belt you know we talk about all the things that should be done uh often folks uh with a sometimes get a estimate just to go in and replace the belt well you should replace all the tensioner bearings the idler bearings you should replace the the adjuster if it's hydraulic because those wear out keep in mind they've been keeping tension on this belt for so many miles um and we find if those aren't replaced they often fail right afterwards once you disturb them so doing the complete job is extremely important as far as that goes and getting everything replaced what it needs to be if the seals are marginal they should be replaced we don't want seals leaking on a timing belt we have to go back in so replacing the cam and crank seals etc the tensioners idlers belt all those kind of items 
uh, that that are wearable. The water pump, if uh, it's a timing belt that's run, runs the water pump, the timing belt does replace the water pump. Or if it's a timing belt that's behind, or a water pump that's behind the timing belt, that the timing belt would have to be removed regardless to replace it. It's a good idea to do it while you're in there. Save yourself the money. Uh, everything is done, finished. Don't have to worry about it anymore. So good, good stuff as far as that goes. Um, anything else to add about a timing belt? They time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, about getting them serviced. They are they are a wearable item, and it is a good idea to replace. I don't even know what are, what are the what do they normally because re- you know when they first started time about it was like sixty thousand miles they wanted you to replace them, but I think they're up around a hundred thousand miles. They Most must- of them are ninety to one hundred five thousand right okay. in there somewhere that they replace them. Yeah. So, um, but uh, it honestly, I mean, what what is it, like a thousand bucks to get a belt replaced? I mean, by the time you buy the parts, the labor and everything, which isn't too bad considering if you break Dep- things. Depends. Some of the smaller four cylinders are less, you know, like eight, six, seven hundred bucks, something like that with everything. And I'm talking about when you put in a water pump, tensioners, idlers, all that stuff. Right. So just the best thing is is to do it properly. And the reason for that is uh, if you don't, you're going to end up going back in there, which is never a great thing. And when you do have to go back in there. Uh, then it's going to cost you more money. So just not a great idea as far as that goes. Um, make sure to stay stay on top of things So as far as that goes. Um, and just get them all done at one time. All right, folks, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Uh, so uh, just kind of a consumer thing. So rising prices we've been watching, obviously gas prices have gone up, folks. About, you know what we've been seeing, seeing a lot more of and something I just wanted to touch base on today? Uh, thefts from parked vehicles of fuel. Though many cars made in the 90s or beyond aren't susceptible to siphoning gas, they're finding ways. We, we get vehicles towed in all the time that have the uh, uh, um, filler tubes cut to get past the one-way valves in them. We have. I've seen gas tanks with holes drilled in them. That must be fun to try to get all the gas out of a gas tank by drilling a hole in the bottom of it. But you got to. <laughs> I, I guess you could put a you know like a, a drain pan thing well, under there. No, and- well, I mean they're trying to steal fuel. That's what we're doing. They're doing so. Um, power tools drilling holes around the protective valves. Newer cars have that relieve pressure in the tank, taking only seconds to extract the gas and leaving behind costly problems. Yeah, because when a lot of cars have plastic tanks, right? Yes. So what happens when you drill a hole in it? You have to replace the whole tank. Not a cheap endeavor. Not at all. Uh, Well, even a metal tank, I mean, back in the day when you had to weld the tanks, it was an expensive process because by the time you pull the tank, I mean, because you got a lot of labor wrapped up in it. By the time you pull the tank out, because then you have to fill it full of water before you weld. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff you have to do to a gas tank before you can weld on it. So, mm-hmm. Well, and the in- interesting thing is that uh, uh, these guys use uh, electric drills to drill a hole in well, a yeah, gas I tank. Well, it's a spark. <laughs> <laughs> I would not want to be the one under the car while you're doing that. But okay. Well, even the drill bit itself, I mean, the motor and the drill can spark, what, but even the, the drill bit can it make not, a spark. Well, not on a plastic tank. No, but I mean, yeah. I, it could, though, static electricity. So, Well, anything's possible, but uh, yeah, I not a good idea whatsoever. Static electricity well, around fuel is not good. It first can, it, off, <laughs> you still shouldn't be stealing things, period. Let's just go with that, okay? But second off, um, yeah, somebody's going to get hurt for sure, you know? It's it's a terrible, uh, terrible idea, you know, as far as that goes. Um, to, yeah, just a terrible idea. So don't steal fuel, but be cognizant. People are out there doing it, and that's my thing to state to you. You know, park your vehicle where you think it's safe and not. Um, we get a lot of fleet vehicles towed in that uh, parked for a period of time, like over the weekends. And... Uh, they cut the filler neck. That's another famous thing to do. The, the rubber tube that goes from where you put the fuel into the side of the vehicle down to the, the tank, they can often cut into that and put a siphon hose inside that and then siphon the fuel into a container. Um, they do that. So, uh, And that's still a costly repair, not cheap. They damage a lot of things in the process. Some of those filler necks can cost hundreds of dollars to replace. So uh, just just not not good stuff. Not good stuff at all. So... Um, keep in mind that uh, um, 
people are out there doing these things and it can uh, get costly. So like I said, watch where you park for sure. For sure. All right, let's take Paul real quick in San Diego. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning, sir. Uh, I have a question and it's uh, everything to do with the economy and, and our vehicles that we own, especially our older vehicles. I have a 2002 Acura RSX type. Uh, we know that the Acura is the upgraded Honda line. Mm-hmm. K20 engine that it's got in it, the two-liter engine, is extremely reliable. Um, but the engine that I have in my car is going to roll over 300,000 miles very, very soon, like probably within the next couple of weeks. The engine is solid. The compression is low, but within specifications. I'm looking at replacing the engine with a long block for 2400 from a machine shop. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that in today's market and environment, and the push towards electric vehicles and the lack of charging stations, et cetera, the increased cost, that it is really much more uh, cost-effective for me to go ahead and replace this engine in this car and keep it for a few years longer. I want to know what you think. Thank you. No problem. Hey, that's that's an easy one. As you, I don't know how long you've been listening to us, et cetera. I just bought a new truck, but my last truck I drove 360,000 miles in for 20 years. I think you save a ton. Well, and actually, I there's a whole uh, 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 a show that I've done on on if you kept every vehicle over two hundred thousand miles that you owned in a lifetime, you save a quarter of a million dollars over buying new vehicles. So, um, with cost and and how hard it is right now to get the vehicle that you wanted, even if you wanted to buy a new one, keeping a vehicle over three hundred thousand miles is not a bad idea. I tell you what, if you need to put an engine in that thing for the cost relatively and you drive it another you know 50 to 100,000 miles you you get to drive your money out of it for that amount of money no question about it so um and that's a great vehicle it's still and it's fairly good on gas mileage so um i don't see a problem with that at all except for the fact that it it uh, um will save you money in the long run outstanding sir thank you you guys have a wonderful day oh by the way there's something else to think about it too the insurance is way cheaper than a new car. Oh yeah. So it saves you a yeah. ton of money, but yeah, no, no and great points. Great question. And, uh, thanks for the call, Paul, and have yourself a wonderful, safe weekend. Thank you. You too, sir. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. So just to elaborate on that a little bit, we talk about that several times, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, if there's nothing else wrong with that vehicle and putting a little bit of money into it, you can drive in another 50, hundred thousand miles of them, drive your money out of it. There's no question about it, especially if the vehicle is doing what you need. And it sounds like that Acura works for all everything he needs. And even it being a 2002, even though it's an older vehicle, those little cars with the two, they they got they had great gas mileage and still will. So, um, Kevin, you drive. Uh, what year's your Saturn? I saw you pull up, and you've had that Saturn for forever. <laughs> That's an SL2, isn't it? Yes, ninety two. I mean, ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. So, and yeah, how long have you had that car? You had a long time, haven't you? 2013 you know and the body looks amazing it's plastic so it's not rusted or nothing well the old man that owned the car was tying it towing it behind his uh motorhome yeah gotcha great little car though gets good gas mileage too doesn't it about 40 miles a gallon yeah 40 yeah it'll do 30 miles at least 30 last time i did it it was 39 miles per gallon with the air conditioner on and three people in the car I didn't know that car got that good of gas mileage. That's really good gas mileage. That was because we went up to L.A. that day. Oh, freeway driving. Yeah, but the air conditioner was on, and we were we were and there was three people in the car. So mm-hmm. I was like, that was pretty good mileage for a car like that. Yeah, for sure. It's only got like an eight to ten gallon tank on it. It'll go all week with that ten gallons of gas. I mean, yeah. driving far too. So, so today's vehicles, I mean, gas mileage. You know, unless you are buying a hybrid or. Obviously, an electric vehicle. The gas mileage is better on those. But. We, we've had cars that got good fuel mileage. The problem is, is people didn't like them. I mean, so most people don't like a Saturn. I mean, well, they don't just, even make that car anymore. No, they don't. But I, what I'm saying is, the car's small. And, you know, and the thing is, is that the car is low to the ground too. So it's a great little commuter, though. Yeah, if you want to save my money and get to and fro. Oh yeah, I don't mind the car. It's getting in and out of it though. <laughs> it is kind of low to the ground, so you know. No, I I get I get it. I get it. It's but like it, driving a Corvette. <laughs> you got to roll out of it. <laughs> I don't think it has the performance of a Corvette. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe downhill with a tailwind. 
Probably not. But it is plastic like a Corvette. <laughs> it is plastic like a Corvette. That is true. Well, Corvette was fiberglass. I don't know. Are Corvettes not? not I don't even, they're not fiberglass anymore. I, I don't th- think. They're probably made out of plastic, too, just like everything else. Well, well plastic or aluminum. or The car's whatever. probably made with a 3D printer. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But then the brand new Corvette, the mid-engine one, it's kind of cool looking. Oh, no, that's is an it, awesome they, car. Well, they, they've gone with like the Ferrari Lamborghini kind of design. Yes. Yep, so kind of interesting for sure. Oh, it definitely looks good. Yeah, it does. I think it has. it's a way better principal car, too, if you want a performance car that, like the GT40 that Ford makes in that mid-engine. The car handles so much better when you weight distribute it properly. So They say all them cars have a, like a major back order list on them, too. People oh, are, yeah, yeah. People I'm are waiting sure. on yeah, when they only make some money. So, by the way, Brona's opening day is this weekend, I think, the Speedway. So you can go out there and see the the little uh uh the the kids even race their uh the dirt tracks the dirt track racing yes. yeah t- I think this is opening weekend for you uh you race car fans good th- I tell you what that's some fun family fun take the family out there and uh they have in a class that's uh kids these little outlaw cars that are that are kids and they yeah. have the big outlaws obviously but the little outlaw car dirt cars um for kids and stuff like that some cool stuff good stuff. Um, and you can, uh, no, you can't just take your kid and put them on a racetrack, but you can go watch the racetrack. So, um, in the races and they have many classes, so good stuff, good family fun. Get out there. Uh, uh, if you get a chance and you're interested in some, seeing some racing, it's local, it's fun to go see. And it's at Barona, right? Barona. Yeah. <laughs> We've been up there a million times before. We used to take Zach all the time when he was young. So, um, but, uh, yeah, good, good stuff. Good other stuff. I'm talking about so many automotive things today. Um, and different things. We talked about timing belts and discuss people stealing fuel. And as always, we often discuss people uh, stealing catalytic converters, obviously. So a lot of things that we uh, um, have seen happen as far as that. You know. uh, discussing that, one other thing, since we're on the uh, stealing uh, um, fuel, we can discuss, you know, um, there, there is a bill being introduced targeting thieves of catalytic converters here in California. It's Senate Bill 919 will require all catalytic converters to be marked with a vehicle identification number aimed at helping officials to identify the stolen part. Well, here's the problem with that. All the cars already made will, will obviously be grandfathered that they don't need that. So, um, but eventually it wouldn't be a bad idea. So. Uh, California is the number one in the nation for catalytic converter thefts. I do believe that, uh, last year, over 18,000 catalytic converters were stolen from California and we are 30% of the insurance claims filed nationally. And we need to get a handle on this. That is true. Uh, these, these, uh, thefts of catalytic converters are going to cost, cause everybody's insurance to go up. Um, the pressure metals in them, rhodium, palladium, and platinum are within the the catalytic converter. That's why people steal them. And that's why so much money is paid for them, even used. The precious metals in them can be removed from them. Uh, you know, and the price of these metal, metals keeps going up. Uh, obviously, sometimes beyond the price of gold and the weight, uh, making the, you know, people pay big money for them, even stolen. So uh, they're trying to reduce that. Another thing you need to protect on your vehicle is your catalytic converter. So your fuel and your catalytic converter are the tool things that might get stolen on your car. So you uh, need to uh, definitely uh, keep an eye out for that and make sure you're parking your car in a safe spot for sure. Um, Anyway, let's see. And I just, uh, what an interesting. So Corvettes, a mid-engine 2020 Corvette Stingray incorporates aluminum and carbon fiber. Thanks, Steve. Steve sent me st- uh, stuff that he finds uh, on on the internet all the so time. So what it is? It's carbon fiber now. It is al- incorporates aluminum and a carbon fiber. So two different part, two different makeups. Kind of demonstrates what we call a smart mix material strategy at a price. So I was right. I said aluminum, and you said uh, uh, plastic. So carbon fiber is close to plastic, but a, a lot stronger. Uh, you know who uh, uses a lot of carbon fiber on the car is the Audi R8. That yes. two-door sports car, too. Uh, I like Audis. <laughs> uh-huh, interesting. Both. Yep, so they got. Uh, that's what they're using and making them. 
and you can uh, you can look it up and see all about it. But uh, uh, good uh, good information. Thanks again, Steve. Steve usually shoots, shoots me emails here and there, and we discuss different automotive things, and uh, he has some great tips. So carbon fiber and aluminum, that's what they're made of. So anyway, hey, uh, what else were we talking about this morning? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, protect your car. Don't lose your catalytic converter and don't lose your fuel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good ideas. <laughs> well, I guess, you know what? I keep seeing posts of people's uh, cats getting stolen, too, so... It's, it happens still a lot. It really does, as far as that goes. Um, I thought it was funny. So, uh, somebody posted something about they had the, the the doorbell ring stuck next to their gas pack, their gas cap uh, doors. So, so if somebody came up to steal their gas, there would be a door ring stuck. I know it was just a funny, but <laughs> oh, so that they knew that it was being stolen. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good idea. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I guess if you pulled in your driveway, it would connect to the Wi-Fi at that point, right? <laughs> So if your truck's sitting in your overnight at your house, at least if somebody walked up to it, it'd definitely get picked up on, wouldn't it? I'm not sure what that does, though, if you don't see a car or a license or something, you know. But regardless. Uh, you see the person, though. That is true. And if it's your neighbor and you recognize them, well, a lot it's of your those, neighbor's kid stealing your fuel. A lot of those people that do that, then people are, they're, they're homeless, so they're, they're normally in the area anyway. Well, if you're homeless, what do you need fuel for? Because they're selling Oh, it. they have a car. They're selling it, you think, on the corner with the gas can? I can see it in little baggies. Brandon, did you buy gas on the corner the other day at half price? No, no, but I have seen uh, stories uh, like this. Like recently I had a friend whose car just caught on fire out of nowhere because someone poked a hole and uh, somehow it sparked up a fire in his car and his car is completely totaled because someone tried to steal gas from him and he had no idea. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that before. I've seen that, but... From- I, I was wondering if you bought gas on the corner from somebody that's no, uh, no, not no, yet, so. not not yet. The time hasn't got that rough, but we never know, do we, Brendan? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Could be next week. Could be next week. All right, everybody out there, Sandy, and everybody out there, thanks for joining us again on Auto Talk Radio. Remember, you can find us uh, on all the podcasts. Just the answer, San Diego, eleven seventy and ninety six point one. This has been Auto Talk Radio. Keep the rubber side down, the shiny side up. Until next week, take care, folks. answers to all your automotive questions tune in every week at this same time for auto talk with brian bowersock to learn more about brian become a guest or sponsor of the show or if you have additional questions visit the westautomotivegroup.com that's the westautomotivegroup.com and click on auto talk radio join us again next week for more auto talk This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.